The champ is here. We will definitely not shut up and dribble. The champ is here. I must be the greatest. The champ is here. I'm gonna continue to stand with the people. The champ is here. I will I not, not lose. Facts. I'm a bad man. Hey, welcome, <laughs> welcome, welcome. Hey, you could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with we. Hey, uh, I'm EJ and I got my man. MH. Yeah, he's my lockdown quarter, man. Make sure all everything's clear back there. We are black in sports, but we're giving a voice to the culture. We will not shut up and dribble. All right. <laughs> so here we interview the dopest professionals in the game and in the boardroom. We're covering it all, laughing at it all, and providing a platform to be heard. So today, without further ado, <laughs> okay. Today we have a Southern Belle with us, okay? You know what I'm saying? Okay. She's the queen of guest services. <laughs> yeah, she's giggling because she knows she's going to make it right. She's here to bring a little black girl magic to us, mm. all right? And she's got that hot sauce in her bag swag. <laughs> so, hey, without further ado, we got my girl, my love, Ebony Wilson's in the house. Hello, everyone. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you know, I, was, I, I had to do it, though. Ebony and Ivory. Lived no okay, and <laughs> hey, we're gonna jump right in. The first question we usually hit them with. All right, uh -oh. yeah, yeah, already, yeah. already. We, we get just, right into it. No, you got to get ready. Oh, let's okay. go. We got something in front of you, so I'm, that, that should help ease any kind of uh, fluidness right you need. Right, ready. All right, tell us a time, okay, in life could draw from anything where you shot your shot. It could be anything where you went all out. Oh man, let me see. I mean, I think I do that on a regular basis. Okay. Like, you have to understand, you know, when you're a woman, um, period, yeah. you're always underestimated. You're always, people are always trying you. So, you know, you got to go into situations confident and at a moment's notice, be ready to shoot your shot. Like, no matter what that is, whether it's work, whether it's personal, you just, you got to be ready at all times. So I, I, I stay on the ready to shoot my shot. Okay. <laughs> Hot sauce in the back swag. She ready. Like again, you, <laughs> like when you hit me up about this, you were like, I was like, oh wait, what? Oh, okay. I mean, I wasn't expecting that, but let's do it. Like <laughs> I'm go. here for Dang. it. I'm here for it. So I'm, I'm, all right then with that in mind, taking out through your situation, just what is your connection with sports? Like, you know, we know where you are now. We're going to get to that. But what's your, like, connection with sports? How was that first love kind of brought together? Honestly, it's very weird. Because if you ask my mother, she'll tell you she doesn't know where I came from. <laughs> because she is not a sports fan at all. Really? I mean, she not even a little bit. I mean, she follows stuff now only because of what I do and the mm -hmm. fact that I have a son that played football and basketball so she follows it now okay um a little bit but <laughs> that was never her thing brothers um, or sisters yeah brothers and sisters i do i have two brothers they enjoy sports but they didn't play okay um you know they they like teams one brother more than the other one of my brothers is kind of more into mma boxing the other one he's a basketball football football guy but here is her daughter and she's like yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's really weird. You're odd. And I'm like, okay, ma, love you too. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, ever since I was younger, I, I ran track um, in high school, and okay. I was also a cheerleader. So What was the, what was the uh, event in track? Oh, I was a sprinter, baby. Okay, okay. So, so I did 
Yeah, I was a sprinter. Okay. Not long distance. 100, Look, 200? Let's go. 100, 200, 400, oh, uh, 4 nice. by 4 4 by 8 All right, what leg were you going to 4 oh, by 4 yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's it, right? That's 4 by 4 That's a real race. That's four, a real race. That 4 by 4 is a real race. <laughs> that's a real what, what, what leg? Like, what leg were you? So, I was either first leg or I was fourth leg. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I, I had, so, you was a real deal. Yeah, I had speed. I had speed. <laughs> it was a thing. She said no jokes. It was a thing. I had speed with me. Yeah, yeah I, when I when I ran track, I ran the uh, second leg. <laughs> I think I might have been the slow leg on the team. <laughs> but that's a real race, though. That's that's no, that, that's the real deal. It's a real race. Yeah. And, and when and I, I ran track, I threw shot put though. So uh, yeah, uh, uh, listen, different. you're not even on the regular field. You no, you y'all behind, off, yeah, behind, behind the trees and over there. Y'all off to the side with the little net in front of you. We like what they doing over there? Yeah, that's where I was at with it. Barbecue smoke coming from. Are y'all competing over there? Or what y'all Fish doing? fries over in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Boom box. It was serious. It was serious. And he, so I I was not into hurdles at all. Okay. And I can tell you, I remember the first time they made me, made, made me try to do hurdles. Let me tell you, that back foot got caught on that hurdle. <laughs> and we had a gravel track. Ooh. Lord have mercy. Scraped my pretty little knees all up. So you had a gravel all track. All up. You grew up in North Carolina, right? No, actually, I'm originally from New York. Oh, that's okay. right. I, now that you say that, mm-hmm. you'll be beyond, okay. I originally, right. um, I'm from New York, and I went to high school in Connecticut, actually, Brian McMahon High School in okay. Norwalk, Connecticut. Okay. So that's where that's where I ran at. Okay. So yeah, we had a gravel track. It was not pretty when I hit that that, so, that back that back foot. <laughs> so uh, the transition from Connecticut then mm-hmm. to the University of North Carolina Charlotte. How did that come about? So actually, my grandparents, my grandparents were still living in New York, and okay. like right as I was graduating high school in '97, I think it was '96. Um, my 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 mom and like her brothers and sisters, my aunts and uncles decided to move my grandparents down to North Carolina. Okay, and I was a, a young woman with a child. Okay. Um, but I still, you know, had aspirations to go to college and right. graduate. So um, they decided or we decided that it would be a great option for me to go down to North Carolina to go to school where I would have some family support. Um, and there was actually a college that was starting a program that supported young mothers with children. Oh, wow. So, yeah, um, it was actually at North Carolina Central University in Durham, North Carolina, and okay. that's where my grandparents were. Okay. Right. So we decided that would be kind of the path for me. So went down there, um, started school out there as a freshman, um, and then kind of shortly into it, um, my grandmother passed uh, three years. I was about three years in, and mm-hmm. she passed. And so, like, right at that time, my mom decided she would move down to North Carolina, but she decided to move to Charlotte instead mm. of Durham. Okay. So she moved to Charlotte, and so I ended up moving to Charlotte, and that's how I got to. So your mom likes the big cities, or is that, is that why Charlotte? Well, she, her profession, Okay. you know, basically it was a better market for her to move to Charlotte versus Durham. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I got family in North Carolina in the Raleigh area. Oh, Raleigh okay. Area, so, so. so you know that area. I do know it. Yeah. Down to Fayetteville kind of area. Oh, oh yeah. Fayette, you know about Fayetteville now, <laughs> Look. It's a little too much. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, so, yeah. so wait a minute. When, when was you down in, in that area? Let's just. Let's clarify. Let's so, yeah, yeah. So my parents were, they ha- they still have, they actually still own a home in Fayetteville. Okay. Um, Down in, 
say that got to be 2006 time frame. Okay. About right. Yeah. Okay. What, what happened before? Yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. 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 Just what, making sure. What, what, no, uh, just, you know, happened? I was down there from like 97, okay. 90, yeah, 97, 98 to about 2000, I mean, 2001. I, I see the way you turn in your head. I, so <laughs> all I'm going to say is I am grateful for the fact that I grew up at a time when social media was not a thing. Boy, okay. same. There are no videos. There are no photographs. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> we are good because if you know anything about that triangle area over there, yeah. that Raleigh, mm-hmm. Durham, mm-hmm. Chapel Hill, mm-hmm. add in that Greensboro area. Let me say, let me tell you something. There's enough colleges. <laughs> Hold on, so in that, that area to be a problem. <laughs> so during that time, is that when they was calling you like the gene killer? Huh? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you Ooh. you want to just defer to that one? Huh? I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, okay. no. Look, Ooh. I don't know what you're Do talking tell. about. <laughs> I don't. Hey, you know, just we, some, some... we not even gonna. We're not even gonna talk about those, okay, so, those so I, things. I guess that's when the videos and the Instagram and all there's, that wasn't there. So. No, no, there. Hey, listen, there's, you don't have any proof. <laughs> <laughs> Anything that someone says is hearsay. Hearsay. Okay, we'll take it. <laughs> and at that. I can combat that <laughs> all day. All right. So now that makes sense because when you're talking, you said you were a Mets fan, so mm-hmm. that was during the time you were a little yes, jit. That's where that came yes. from. So. Who brought that? Who was a Mets fan in the household? Or... So that's, see, you know, I'm, I, my mom's right. I'm an odd child. <laughs> we were actually at a Subway Series game, Yankees-Mets. Yep. Entire family is Yankee fans. I believe I might have had on a Yankee shirt. <laughs> Daryl Strawberry was playing. Okay. And I don't, I don't, listen, I don't know what it was, but I was like, I like him. Yeah. And I like that team. Yeah. I like the blue and orange team. That's my team. And my family's like, no, it's not. We're Yankee fans. I was like, no, I don't like that one. I want the blue and orange team. So, so does, does that blue and orange go to, like, basketball? Too? No, it does, it, not. Oh, it okay. does not. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, we had an ally. We. That's a you thing. <laughs> well, I thought I had an ally. <laughs> no, no, no. So, yeah, I've been, I've been a Mets fan since I can remember. And literally everybody else in my family is yankee fans i'm I'm the odd duckling when it comes to that interesting so how okay so yeah my panthers fan panthers fan my teams are all over the place what about about carolina duke oh yeah that's that's, yes yes carolina Carolina duke yeah mm. what Mm. Mm -mm. you gotta make a you gotta make a choice listen no right You can't choose that one don't tell nc state fans that they don't like that that's true they look they count as she they makes count. faces they can't see my face uh, yes they can you on camera you forgot that right Mm-mm. already look <laughs> they matter so um listen i didn't grow up in north carolina so okay. i didn't have to pick a side yeah um we Back went i look i went to north carolina central university in durham north carolina we was smack dab in the middle of the two so it okay. was whoever had the better party that day. <laughs> yeah, that go. was who we liked. But, you know, I mean, I had friends that went to Carolina. I had friends that went to Duke. I have diehard Carolina fans, friends and diehard Duke fans. Like, I. But you remain neutral. I'm, yeah, I'm like, I don't really care. But it's, it, it's a really good game. It's a wonderful rivalry. If you're ever down in that area. Even if you don't get to go to the game, just to be in either one, For whether sure. you're in Chapel Hill mm-hmm. or in Durham during the game, listen, 
It's For ridiculous. Sure. The energy is just, it's amazing. Nice. And again, I think it's a good thing there were not any videos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say that. There you go. Because some, some of those after parties or some of those. Went down. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, it went down. Okay. <laughs> after those games. It was, we'll it was we'll leave it at that. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Um, so no basketball team then? college no i mean i've I've always been a yukon fan okay um so i enjoy yukon basketball like if you ask me what college team i root for i root for yukon um so you know those those my peeps nice um professionally again you know we haven't really talked about my career but i've I've bounced around a little bit so I've, i've worked with a couple of different nba teams um, and currently, I don't have one because my my answer used to be, well, whoever has my paycheck has my loyalty because <laughs> they uh, paying my bills. So we not even gonna act like we like somebody else. But you know, of course, you know, I grew up at the 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 time when you know Michael Jordan and the Bulls was the team. Right. So you know, I was a Bulls fan for the longest because I loved that team. Like mm-hmm. I just did. Um, so when I started working in the industry, it was just kind of like, yeah, did that. I'm gonna go with this one. And mm. um, so I started with the um, Charlotte Bobcats. Yeah. So you know that was that was my team because they was paying my bills. Yep. <laughs> then I went to Washington Wizards. That was my team because they was paying my bills. Okay. Um, then I went to the Brooklyn Nets. And that was my team because they was paying my bills. Uh, <laughs> So once I left uh, a venue that had a basketball team, um, I was I went back to Charlotte and I was a Charlotte Hornets fan because I love me some Kemba Walker. Really? I got to see him play in college. UConn too. UConn. Yep. Yeah, UConn. Exactly. But I also got to see him play. Um, I want to say it was Sweet Sixteen. I can't remember whether it was Sweet Sixteen or Elite Eight mm-hmm. that they actually played when I was at Verizon Center in DC. Okay. So I got to see him play firsthand. So when yeah. he got drafted by Charlotte, I was like, yup, there we go. <laughs> so, and then he got traded yeah, to Boston. Yeah, Boston. He got traded to Boston. Boston. And I was right. like. That's kind of East Coast. I mean, you know, Connecticut, you know, sometimes is, they, they kind of claim. But it's Boston. Yeah. Yeah, facts. They it's kinda... Boston. <laughs> like, I don't root for any Boston team. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's like a New York thing. Like, you can be a fan of anybody except a Boston, Boston. team. Like. No, it, it's really true. Behavior. I, I lived, I lived a lot of different places, but I lived See? in Boston for like three years. Oh, not, I mean, not, it, I mean, no loyalties. And anywhere. he doesn't really talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't really talk about it. <laughs> but the thing that you know, I used to tell um, people out there, I'm like, oh yeah, you know, the Nuggets have a good, you know, team. They're like, who's the Nuggets? They don't, <laughs> they don't, they don't care about anybody else. Where no. it's like New York, maybe the Lakers. I don't know who everybody else no, is. No, they don't. Yeah. It, so I, I can get it. I yeah, understand. It's it's a thing. Like yeah. in New York and and Massachusetts, you can say Boston, but Massachusetts, right. there, you, you either root for Boston, but you don't root for New York. Right. And you either root for New York, but yep. you don't root for Boston. It's yep. like there's certain areas on the East Coast where that's a real thing. Philly, same thing. Yeah. Like. Philly don't, they don't really mess with Boston or New York. Like, you can be fans of other people, but not Boston or New York. <laughs> like, it's, like, those three, it's a thing. Jersey? Yeah. Yeah, no, Jersey. Jersey's, Jersey just like. Jersey's just like. They free agent. They free yeah. agent. <laughs> they like, 
<laughs> and we, not really a threat. We, they're just hanging out. Like, yeah. yo, yo. We're going to take whoever's, we gonna take whoever's in the, right. in the middle. Yeah. Like, y'all good. Who winning right now is a three. That's who we going to go <laughs> That's with. Where they are That's with where we're going to go. Well, let's jump into your career. I mean, I do have a question, but I'm going to start by letting you kind of tell us what your role is. What does that kind of involve? And jump into that. So I am the director of guest services at uh, T-Mobile Arena. I just so. gave you a new title, though. You're the queen, too. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. But, yeah, go ahead. Um, so my responsibilities there are for um, the front of house team, ushers, ticket takers, and then basically management of the guest experience. So if a guest has an issue while they're inside of our building, mm -hmm. normally it's touching one of my team members, okay. which means, you know, I have to make sure that they have the tools to assist the guests mm -hmm. and solve their problem. And at times it gets escalated up to me where, you know, I have to take care of it or in turn escalate it up to my leadership. But my focus is on the guests and the guest experience when they come into the building at T-Mobile. And speaking of that, you're doing a fantastic job. Well, thank you. Right? I'm I mean, sorry, I can't. I never see you when you come. You're like, I'm in your house. I'm like, I right, give me a second. I'll be right there. I always check in. Like, <laughs> I don't come in people's houses without saying, yo, what's up? So I hit her a quick time. Sometimes I hit her beforehand. Like, hey, there's a game today or there's an event. I'm going to be through. She's like, okay. And then, hey, <laughs> I know you're busy. I'm but, like, I'm, I'm going to get there. I'm, I'm going to get there. And oh, then I'm like, she hit me with, where you at? <laughs> And then he's like, I'm leaving now. My bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> but if he doesn't, if he doesn't tell oh, me can, he's oh. there, oh, I run smack dab into him. I'm like, oh, so you wasn't even yeah, going to tell gonna me you was here? Oh, you, <laughs> you just, just going to just gonna, oh, just just oh. be rude and just show up and not say nothing to nobody? <laughs> so so I've been trained. I'm trainable, ladies. You know what I'm saying? I've been he trained. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so what I was getting at um, – T-Mobile's got a lot of awards just this past year as far as venues. Mm -hmm. um, what were some of those awards? I know um, just attendance. Was that one of them? I'm not sure for the nights because I know it stems between there's so much going on in there. Yes, there's a lot going on between because, um, of course, we're home to the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, so I, I believe we had an attendance record with them, but we also set an attendance record in 20. 2018 with the Kentucky Carolina game. Oh, really? That we really? did. Yeah, we oh, did wow. a Coaches for Cancer, cancer game yeah. mm -hmm. the little with Kentucky and Carolina. And Not we, exhibition, but the, the yeah. tournament. Thing. Yeah. Yep. And we set an attendance record for that event. Wow. Um, we've won um, venue of the year for our venue size. Um, so, yeah, we. I mean, we've we've since we've opened, we've won a couple of awards since where, 2016. Where does T-Mobile fit in the, the venue size? I've been there a few times, but I'm not sure. So we're we're essentially a large size arena, okay. so we can do anywhere, well, uh, from, you know, like small, but you wouldn't pay for a building that big if you only had 5,000 people. <laughs> right. Um, but we stay in the seventeen to 20,000 range. Okay. So we can, we can do, including standing room only, um, up to 20,000 people in that venue. That's awesome. Which during hockey playoffs, yeah, we got really close a couple times. With the standards, yeah, really close to capacity. Yeah, well, they were doing standing room and yeah. stuff too, weren't mm -hmm. they? Yeah, man, yeah, they doing that standing room. But it it also gets real tricky because you have media outlets and stuff like that that you have to get space. Right, that, sure. that takes away seats. So it's 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 really and then like the layout of the eyes versus mm -hmm. versus okay. a concert, concert or show. Yeah. Like if it's a three sixty show versus a one eighty or a two twenty or two forty. Wow. Like there's all these the this jargon. People are like, what? Yeah, I, I got. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like, like my, eyes, my, my eyes, eyes just over got, already. My like, eyes just got crossed just now. People mm-hmm. are like, huh? What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, I don't even know. I'm like, it's fine. It's okay. So do you have a, I guess, a favorite crowd that, that comes? Do you no. Have, no? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Let me do, explain do you, something do you, have, you. do you have somebody that, a, a crowd that, nah? No. Nah. Okay. Uh, look, listen, it, it just, it depends. You love you know, them all. One of the, mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things you learn very quickly in what we do, and particularly what I do, because all of my responsibilities are front of house, right. which means I deal with all of the guests. Right. It doesn't matter what event it is. Right. People are so different, even in a specific genre. Sure. Like, you will deal with groups of people, and you're like, huh? <laughs> all right. Um, you know, I tell my team all the time, you have to remember that when people come here, they're coming to enjoy themselves. They're coming for something fun. Their brain is not on. Like we can't expect people to read things. Um, we can't expect people to listen. Like it's just, it's not what they do. And it's not intentional. It's just, they're here to have a good time. They're here with their friends. They're here with their family. They're here with their significant other. They're not thinking. Right. Like, if they ask you where the bathroom is eight times, it's because they're not paying attention. Right. Like, we can give them as much information as we want, but mm-hmm. then somebody's going to say, I didn't know. And right. you'll be like, but it, it's, it's right here. <laughs> you're like, I, the thing that says I, didn't, I didn't see that. <laughs> but that goes with their whole kind of game day experience. You yeah. Know? You and, know I mean? and, and, and again, exactly. that's, that's what I tell my team. It's our responsibility to help them not have to think. Right. So don't give them <laughs> wrong directions to get to the bathroom. Um, you know, that this is what we're dealing with. But, you know, I, I think people kind of the the one common thing that you will find is that all of the crowds are different yeah. and you can't go into any specific situation or genre um, and expect that, you know, what is going to happen gonna, because it's just it's not something is going to catch you off guard. Sure. Something is going to be significantly different from what you thought. So you always go into a situation expecting the unexpected. Yeah. And so I don't, I can't say I have a favorite crowd or genre because all of them are different. Sure. No matter, no matter what. I like the, I like the people that are going to be nice to me. <laughs> I, agree. Um, I like the people that are not going to try to put my head on a platter when I go talk to them. <laughs> Tell us the ones I like. So, okay. Let, let me, let me position it this way then. Okay. So kind of backing up to like your time with the Hornets and the Bobcats and your mm-hmm. time at the Barclays. Mm-hmm. Versus the time now here in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. all different type of locations, obviously mm-hmm. in the country, very different people. Mm-hmm. Um, did you kind of gather all those skills and they work, you know, for each job, or is it, you know, one job is, you know, one location is different? I've treated a different way. Than no, you can't really treat them a different way because again, you're dealing with people. Yeah. So I tell people all day that my job responsibility is basically I'm a personality manager. I like that. Okay. And I'm a firefighter Mm -hmm. because all I do is juggle people's personalities all day, whether it's my team members, whether it's the guests, whether it's my coworkers, whether it is, um, you know, whatever team is in the building or whatever client we have, you know, that's what my responsibility is, is to manage the personalities of all of those people Mm -hmm. and try to make sure we get a win-win situation for everyone. Right. Well, um, no matter what's going on. They're so, hot by the time you get to them, though, anyway, yeah. right? <laughs> you know. Um, Usually by the time they get to you, it's yes, like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, at times, yes. Uh-huh. Sometimes, you know, I'm just walking around and I see a person looking like their head is about to explode. <laughs> and so I stop and I say, can I help you? Yeah. 
And normally, if I can, you know, get them, whether it's the information they need or the place they're looking for, they're fine. But it is that person that may have been misdirected or had to talk to six different people that sometimes it's a little bit harder to talk off a ledge than somebody that, you know, we can, it's their first issue and we nail it off the back. So everybody's got to be a VIP. Every, listen, especially in Vegas. (laughs) Listen, whether you paid $10 or $10,000. Listen, you better treat me like I paid uh, twenty thousand. <laughs> that's what everyone expects, and right. you know that's what we got to give them. Like their names on the building, right? Yeah, oh, le- yes. <laughs> Don't you know I have T-Mobile service? <laughs> <laughs> and we get that. Okay. We get that. Uh, I'm gonna cancel my T-Mobile plan. <laughs> oh, I can't. <laughs> I'm not upset about that, but I think T-Mobile will be. Right. Um, but you, I mean, we have people that will come in, cool come to us, and say that and you're just like i don't they don't they don't go together like they go together but they don't know that uh, you know uh-uh but so, you get that that's a good one that's funny that's hilarious listen and they be so serious too when they say it so right? serious so serious and my face has to not show that i i'm confused oh, by so their much. statement <laughs> okay so t-mobile obviously um, is your favorite venue? Uh, yeah, of right. course. But um, there's no other venue absolutely. other than T-Mobile Arena. But you got to give love to the ones that you've had history with. Oh so, man! So, is there stories or things you like about some of the other venues? Like, tell us, like maybe like a funny story about. It doesn't have to be just Barclays. I don't yeah. want to hear about Barclays. Barclays, okay. Barclays. It was- Barclays was a wonderful experience. So, in my career, I have to say that I am very blessed because I've had the ability to essentially open up four venues. Yeah. I've opened up four venues, four venues and assist with some major events at a a fifth venue. So uh, I've done that. And then I've had um, two venues um, where they've gone through a, a, a basically like a drastic change. So I've, I've come in at a time of change. And so I've been able to be um, instrumental in that change that is happening. Okay. So going into Barclays Center, I went there when it opened. It was a brand new venue. Um, It was in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. So people were very prideful um, about the fact that they were opening this building in Brooklyn. And I want to say pretty much, (laughs) pretty much. They love them from Barclays Center. And the other thing about it was that 98% of the staff was from Brooklyn. Mm, so it oh, wasn't wow. like you they they weren't hiring people from to come in from Manhattan yeah. or from the Bronx. Like they were hiring people that lived in Brooklyn. So this was the, you know these were hometown people. Right. Mm-hmm. You know that were going to be there. And it was just I don't even know how to explain what we did there because um if for anybody that doesn't know, the building opened with seven Jay-Z shows. But it wasn't seven Jay-Z shows back to back. It was like four and then two events in the middle and then three shows. Wow. So, yeah. But opening night, I'll tell you the funny, the, the, this is one of the funniest stories. I'm telling you, if I, if, if venue people ever got to write books or uh-huh. like they did a show, uh, sure. like it would be hilarious. <laughs> okay. But one of the funniest things was Jay-Z's first show. All right. So this was in 2013 is when that building opened. 
2013, I want to say, is when the, the building opened. I should know this by heart, but I think it was 2013. So um, we all know where Jay was it, at 20, in 2013. I mean, he was at the pinnacle of his career. Yeah, I right. mean, mm-hmm. he already had enough albums and airplay and clout. I mean, it's it's Jay-Z. Right. He was making strategic moves at that uh, point. Yes, like he was. Real moves. Like Doucet <laughs> and Amade de Brignan. Ooh. I just want to make sure you know that oh, like that's that? how you say it. Amade oh. Brignan. Oh, then no. You, Did not know. I feel educated. Listen. <laughs> and I couldn't say it again if I needed to. Let me right. explain Maybe something to you. You couldn't it wasn't called Ace of Spades. It was called Amade Brignan. Uh. And you had to know how to say it and say it appropriately. Mm. Okay. Or else you couldn't work in the space where that was being was served. served. Okay. Popcorn. But <laughs> <laughs> so wow. opening that's night cool. of Jay Z. Um was it was just it was gonna be the highlight because we're in Brooklyn, that's his hometown. Mm-hmm. Where where my staff was so shocked when they saw the crowd <laughs> because there were so many white, white people. people. Yeah, ah, and they yeah. were like, "Why are all these white people here?" <laughs> I was like, "The money, <laughs> they got the money." To Look, I'm looking at them like. They came to see Jay Z. That's too funny. They were like, but <laughs> I, I don't understand. I'm like, yeah. like not an open the night. Like, look, like, <laughs> what did you? Who did y'all think were gonna be here? <laughs> like, they they did not understand the magnitude. Yeah. Of like what Platform. that what that was or who he was. Right. You know, I think that's something that a lot of times people don't understand about artists when they come into spaces again going back to people having a certain idea about who is going to be at a specific show for a you know it opens people's eyes just they're like what the heck is going on you just had an experience with that right didn't you go to like a young uh, well who was it what concert uh, at t-mobile uh travis scott oh yeah Mm -hmm. and i was telling about your experience uh go ahead tell me about it Service was great. I, I, I know it was. I know it was. No, but I, I, I sat in the con and I like Travis Scott and you know I like his music. Then I I sat there and you looked I around. Sat, I looked around. I said, okay, she he about eighteen and <laughs> old girl's like fourteen. <laughs> like I felt like dang, I need to take my belt off like here soon, quickly. Yeah, you felt like. I need yeah. to call your mama. Right. And I said, or maybe, your daddy. Maybe uh, Travis Scott ain't been rapping to me this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but that's what people don't get that. Right. My son, my son is 25. Right. And so when he turned 13, I was, I was still in, in Charlotte and we had little Wayne coming and I got him and his tick, him and his friends tickets to little Wayne. So it was four of them. So, um, They go to the Lil Wayne show. You know, they came in, kind of lights were already down. But, you know, they get in, they get to their seats, they enjoy the show. Lights come up. They're looking around. Mm -hmm. I came to pick them up from their seats. My son looks at me and he goes, Mommy, where are all the black people at? Yeah. I'm like. What year was that? That was Look, I don't know what what to tell you, son. Like, I don't. They didn't buy, I, I, I can't help you with that one. They huh? didn't buy tickets. Right. Did you yeah. enjoy the show? Look, they didn't <laughs> buy tickets. Yeah. I was like, you, my friend, need to understand how lucky you are right now. There you you are go. blessed. Right. You and your three friends got tickets to come to Lil Wayne. 
Now, there were people there his age. Right. They just didn't look like him. Yeah. And he was confused. Well, it's not hip-hop music. It's popular music. Now, exactly. So people have to understand they that. They don't know that some people don't understand that there's a difference. There is a difference. There is a now. difference. I mean, I also went, <laughs> recently went to see Ja and uh, Ashanti. Oh, you tell me about that. Just... <laughs> and nobody was like under 40. Like, no. Oh, yeah. We, yeah. No, did you have he to was rocking out. Yeah. They was rocking out. Did you right. have to sit the top row, the 50 cent buy out all the tickets to the lower <laughs> row, or he, he let it ride on this? Funny you ask that, because <laughs> my wife and I was wondering because nobody was sitting, sitting in the, the first three row. rows. <laughs> but I didn't think about it until you just said that. 50 so childish, but hey. Listen. Chingy yeah. was there. That's, that's when I was in my. In your what? Mid, yeah. I'm not gonna say what I was in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Correct. Uh, Look, we're okay. not gonna divulge that. Gonna let go me there. let me ask you about Barclays and uh, MSG. Is there a rivalry between the two? Just because I know they try to make I it mean, a rivalry with basketball. They do, but between the the two buildings, not no. really. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's new versus it's, nostalgia, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's MSG. You can't. You can't. You can't really compare it. It has history, and that history, Barclays Center, you know, will have, but never on that level. Sure. So, you know, you can't compare the two. It's like comparing MSG to the Staples Center or anything else. You can't compare another venue yeah. to MSG because it's MSG. Yeah. Like, that's, that's... That's MSG. Basically. That's, yeah. that's what it is. You just... It's like Yankee Stadium or, you know, the old Yankee Stadium. It's like you couldn't you couldn't compare other stadiums. It was Yankee Stadium. Like, what do you mean? What stadium? Yankee Stadium? Yeah, that one. That one. Like, yeah. When you talk about arenas, MSG is the standard that everybody, you know, looks to. Yeah, looks to because what's the basketball team? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, we want to pray for that later. Okay, so. um, So along with being the queen of guest services, did mm-hmm. some of your duties, um, you were, I saw you at the MLK Parade. Were mm-hmm. you a judge there? What, what were your duties there? I was a judge at oh, the MLK not... Parade. How was that? Um, it was good. Actually, one of my, again, one of my team members, one of my supervisors, he um, told me that he works with the parade committee. And he was like, oh, you okay. know, I think it would be really great for you to be a judge. And I was like, okay. Shoot never been, a, look, never been a judge on a parade. Let's do it. Why not? <laughs> okay i'm there um so i mean that was i of course i've been to tons of mlk parades but never been a judge in one there you go i was this time was this your first time for the vegas um it was my first time for vegas what'd you think it was it was a good parade surprising isn't it i enjoyed it Uh, i enjoyed all of the different groups that were out there and that were performing um there were a couple of schools some babies that i mean it (laughs) was just amazing to see you were just like oh Y'all are so cute and so sweet. I love it. Y'all are adorable. <laughs> it was a little cold, a little windy. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm glad I bundled up, though. The it was an overcast came, that day, wasn't it? The sun it? came out for a minute, uh-huh. and I was like, oh, yeah. And then it went away, and I was like, oh, okay, never mind. So you was just playing with me real quick. I was just, just playing. Just checking. All right, so um, in your current career, and like as you've you know amassed the success that you had, um, What's like some of the hurdles or some challenges? I mean, you kind of touched on a little bit, but please share, um, you know, things you've overcome to get where you have, especially as a woman, as a black woman, um, and in sports. Yes. Well, there, well, there <laughs> you go. Trifecta, right? Yeah. There you go. I mean, anybody that knows anything about anything knows that no matter what industry you are in, it was, it is, it has been 
um, dominated for a long time by, you know, white males. That's that's just what it is. And it's no different in the sports industry, in the arena world. I mean, it is dominated by men and, and particularly white men. So um, going into the situation, um, I actually did not want to be in guest services. Oh, really? No, that was not my goal when I started my career. What? I actually wanted to be in PR. Really? Yeah. I get my my degree is in public relations. Yeah, yeah, yeah I saw that. My, my degree is in communications with a focus in public relations, and so that's what I wanted to do. And I kind of fell into guest services because um, they were opening up um, what is now Spectrum Center okay. in Charlotte, North Carolina. It was Time Warner Cable Arena. Yep. Um, so I got to get all my names straight because everybody's changing their names recently. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what is it called now? Up, Listen, <laughs> I'm like, what is it called now? Right. Um, so that venue was opening and I was like, you know, this is probably a great opportunity for me to try to get in. Because, again, like a number, everybody's like, my industry is small. All industries are small. Yeah. All of them are. And it's like, so how do you get in? So I went to interviews for Time Warner Cable Arena. Okay. And I ended up getting hired in the guest services department um, at that venue. And my boss um, at the time, wonderful woman and is still my mentor. Her name is Marlene Hendricks. She's Shout amazing. Shout out to Marlene. Um, so I started working with her. Uh, and we don't have time. But she she thought I was crazy when she first hired me. Um, Who tell? No, no. <laughs> no, no. Look, I have some amazing stories, but we would need to extend the podcast. Okay, so we bring um, her back on. So you're coming back yeah. for, for so, part two. Anytime. Yes. So, um, <laughs> but uh, I love Marlene. She is an amazing woman um, for, one, all that she does in the industry. But, um, you know, she literally, she she put me on. But when I started working with her, I told her what my interest was. So she said, all right, you know, uh, let me see what I can do. So she set up an opportunity for me to shadow with the PR department for the Charlotte Bobcats. Okay. Because they were the Bobcats at the time, not the Hornets. So I got the opportunity to shadow the PR team. And I got done and I said, oh, I don't want to do that. Really? No, 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 sir. Really? So that's out. Let me explain something to you. Interesting. Let me talk to you about what sports PR is. Oh, let's hear it. Okay. They are babysitters. Yeah. They are babysitters for grown men and grown women. That's what they do. They run bad. around okay. those poor those poor people run around like making all kinds of comments and statements for things that they did or didn't do and making sure they get places on time, making right. sure they they say the right. Th I'm like, "Oh no, I don't. Mm -mm, no. Nope, 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 <laughs> I don't want to do it." That was it. That was it. I was like, no, this is not what I thought it was going to be. So she was saving grace, boy. Oh, let me tell you. Let me tell you. I'd have got in there and been like, mm -mm, I don't know what I'm going to do now. I don't know. So, you know, bless the heart of PR people in sports everywhere because your job is not an easy one. Okay? You are a babysitter. Shout or out to boy. Oh, I can't oh, say who, no. Who I'm you a got? Babysitter. Oh, my boy, RG. Rasan. <laughs> One of my best friends. He works for the Kings PR. So oh, okay. So he, yeah, I'm he praying for, him. praying for him. Listen, it's it's a real thing. Yeah, it's a real thing. And I mean, they built some really great relationships, but you know, it, I mean, it's not it's not easy. Like anytime a player says something or does something, they have to prepare that person to you know speak to people about it, whether they want to or not. A lot of times. Mm -hmm. So I mean, that's really hard. Yeah. Um, 
So, yeah. You, you touched on the homes. word relationships. And tell me about, you know, how important it is to build those relationships on your way up. You know, a lot of. Um, it's extremely important. Yeah. I mean, again, all industries are tight knit. Um, our industry is no different. Sports right. is no different. Whether you're working in a venue or whether you're working for a team, they all collaborate so much mm -hmm. that if you don't have the right attitude and the right demeanor going into a situation, it could be the death of your career. Right. Blackball getting blackballed is a real thing. Oh, that's so okay? real. Mm -hmm. It is a real thing. Mm -hmm. So you have to be aware of that when you go into these spaces and make sure that you're building positive relationships so that if you ever do have an incident, you have enough people that have your back so that you don't get ousted. Right. Unless it's really bad. But, and, and, you and, know, that's that it, it's it's important. And the importance of, you know, our, our, some of our viewers are range in age, but the, the human interaction is very important. It you is. Know, we do a lot of things with our thumbs now digitally. No. But the human interaction. You have how to. Know, you have that? to yeah. know how to talk to people. You do. You have to know how to build relationships and rapport. And that is not something I think that is taught anymore. Right. That's not something that people know how to do. Right. I mean, even if you try to connect with people now, right. um, in my job and in what I do, you know, depending on their age. Like it just that connection it doesn't exists. it doesn't work because mm -hmm. they don't they don't know how mm -hmm. they don't know how to carry on a conversation. It's a lost they, art. They don't know when I'm asking them a question, uh -huh. like what I'm at, like they don't know how to answer me because they're not typing it or texting it. Right, and then you know even, they have to talk to me in person. And even sometimes, I mean, if in, in some of their interactions with you know guest services is through a kiosk, mm -hmm. you know what I mean. So mm -hmm. they don't even know the the human to human hospitality just the interaction nope. of what that is nope and it, yeah. i mean and it's a real thing it is a real thing it is a art form and it is lost i mean i have people tell me all the time i could never do the job you do because of again the amount of people that i have to talk to okay. um and the situations i have to deal with literally i tell people like with guest services we have to know everything about everything mm -hmm. because the guest is going to come to me if the popcorn isn't fresh they're gonna come to me if popcorn to this guy right here. Listen, he's probably gonna give I gotta me a have the right listen. amount of salt. I gotta have the right amount of salt. I gotta just, like burn my listen, lip a little bit. When listen, to, if it's yeah. too salty, if it doesn't have enough salt, if it's too buttery, doesn't have enough. If my beer is not the right temperature, if it's a little too cold, if they put a little too much head on it, if I spill like that much, yeah. we got a problem. The prices is too high. Yep. Like if if a light from the show blares in their eye, mm -hmm. it's a thing. Like we did it. Right. You know, if I mean, it doesn't matter what it is. Like we did it. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. So uh, listen, have, you, have you rated it, the popcorn in T-Mobile? You know, T-Mobile is it's probably. Listen, we got some good popcorn. I, I'm telling you, top five popcorn that I've been to. Let me explain some to you. That popcorn <laughs> is addictive. It is. Okay. They bring it up to they bring I us. Had you bring him some? I wasn't thinking. You know, yeah. next time, next time, next time you guys it, it have me, to, it has to like burn the corner of my lip right here, like at the corner. Wait, I, that means not... it has the right amount of salt. Oh, in okay, there. I got, got you. you. Yeah, I got you. So I like, you they literally me. bring us like a bag up to eye level, like usually once a week. They bring us a fresh bag. I was I was in the bag today. <laughs> like we got a little, we got a popcorn bowl. Like we. We end up having a little conversation. You know how people uh, conversate around right. the coffee machine? Uh -huh. We conversate around the popcorn, popcorn bag. Gotcha. Like, that's the thing. That's Glory the thing. There's Thank something you, about that popcorn. 
<laughs> and I don't want the flavored. I need that butter just the and regular, salt. The old, yes, like, ma'am. The, old, the original. That's the, that's the popcorn I need in my life. A, yeah, you don't need to dabble up with all that. Just Those ranch just sprinkles. Regular. No, and, no. And butter popcorn, butter, please. Butter, got, got you, good. Butter popcorn, please. That's That's all I need. That's all I need. But, yeah, I mean, relationships are really important in, are. in what we do because, I mean, there's there's always going to be somebody vouching for you whether you know it or not. Yeah. That's the most important so, thing. That's huge. You, you, it's you the have people to be that aware of it. You. It's the people that vouch for when you. When you're not in the room. When you're not in the room. And that's why I Man. always try to tell people is when you're not in the room, the people that speak up for you. Exactly. Oh, I got chills. That's deep. That's it, real. It, no, it's a real that's thing. A real and thing. People, people don't believe that. that. <laughs> people don't believe that. I'll sip on that too, I mean, man. they, they, you talk about, everybody talks about having a mentor. And, mm-hmm. and I recently read an article that said not only do you need to have a mentor, but you need to have a sponsor. Mm. You speak, need to have somebody speak. that is going to speak up for you in those kinds of settings when decisions for promotions are being made. When decisions on where um, money is going to fund opportunities for whether it's conventions or conferences, it, no matter what it is, you need somebody that's willing to speak up for you. 100%. And, and that has to be somebody that's in your space. Right. Like you can have a mentor anywhere. I mean, I have, I have mentors from all throughout my career. Um, but you have, a ha- have to have a mentor in your space. You have to make a relationship with one of your senior leaders mm-hmm. so that that person is willing to speak for you. And the way for you to do that is by coming in and doing your job. Yep. And not just doing your job, We're going above and you got to go above and beyond. Mm-hmm. It, there, there is no, I'm going to wait till I get to get the job to do the job. It don't, yeah. it don't work like that. That's you. you are combating so many things these days yeah. in trying to get a job. The competition is so stiff. Mm-hmm. And if you want to sit around and wait until you get the job to do the job. You'll be waiting. You're going to be waiting. Because guess what? There's somebody willing to outwork you seven days a week, mm-hmm. 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. And you play that game if you want to. You'll be sitting in the same seat wondering why that person got promoted. <laughs> well, hey, I'm going to let you take a quick sip and we're going to jump to this. All right. So, um, you know, the big thing is we want to give a platform and you got some new exciting stuff that I'm. I'm happy you're breaking with us. Um, you know, you were talking about, um, you know, starting or if you've already started kind of a new blog. So I want to kind of give you this. Tell us all about the blog, how we can support it. You know, what's the, the you know, the uh, overall goal for it? So um, as you can tell, I'm very passionate. <laughs> um, but it, it's important to me. I had, um, again, going back to Marlene, who was absolutely wonderful. Um I had her as well as others that took time out to support me, to guide me, to coach me, to help me to be better in what I do. And, you know, that's my goal as well. I want to help others, support others. And, you know, I've taken um, every opportunity that's been given to me to be a mentor to others. But um, recently I was a mentor. So I'm a part of an organization called IAVM. Um, it's the International Association of Venue Managers. So it's a, an association that basically focuses on venue operators. So okay. if you work inside of a venue, whether it's a 20,000-seat a arena, a 60,000-seat stadium, or a 2,000-seat performing arts theater, this is kind of the organization for you. Got you. 
So they have a mentorship program. And so last year I did the mentorship program. I was actually a mentor and a mentee okay. in the wow. same year. So um, I had a mentee and her name is Sarah. And Sarah and I, I mean, you would have thought that we had known each other for years because <laughs> we connected and it was just like, <laughs> like we just, we were shooting ideas. We could, if we had the time, we would have talked forever, but we couldn't because um, I had to work and she had things to do. But um, through conversation, we realized that there are so many people that are waiting for somebody to tell them what to do, yeah. to yeah. tell them how to get to the next level, whether it's personally or professionally. Yeah. But strictly speaking, professionally at the time, we had both encountered situations before we had a call. We, uh, we had both encountered situations with different people where they basically were like, well, I mean, when is somebody going to tell me what I got to do to get to that next mm. step? And it's like, why are you waiting for somebody to tell you? Right. Like, I've never waited for somebody to tell me what I needed to do. And, you know, again, I've, I've had great opportunities. And as you can tell, I, it's easy for me to talk to people. I've never had an issue like going. I don't I don't care what your title is. I don't care who you are. You could be the president of the company. I'm like, hey, how you doing today? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I don't I don't have that challenge. Right. But um, you know, I've talked to I've I've been in situations where I've talked with senior leaders and what they talk about is initiative and drive and you showing me how you want that next position or what it is. I can't give you a plan because I don't know where you are. Mm-hmm. You know where you are. Right. You know what you want. So you need to make the plan to achieve your goals and tell me how I can help you. So basically, Sarah and I were talking. We're like, you know what? We need to help people because what you find is that when it comes to like finding your way, People usually relate that to entrepreneurship. Okay. Like if you want to be an entrepreneur, it's like these are the things that you need to do to, 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 to become an entrepreneur. This, this is what you need to do. But nobody really talks to you about that when you don't want to be an entrepreneur. You like what you do. You like your job, your field, your career track. Everybody is not set up to be an entrepreneur. It's just, just not the thing. No. It, it can't be. At all. Not even a little bit. Um, you know, some people are going to work for somebody because, you know, an entrepreneur, you can't do it all. You got to have somebody that works for you, right? You do. So um, we thought it would be a great idea to put together a blog that helped people to start mapping out their path, whether it's professionally or personally. Okay. So um, we um, have started the process of creating our blog, and it's called Owning Your Path. And so what we're going to do is focus on the tools you need in order to become successful personally or professionally. And that's how you want to be successful. That's awesome. Because success is different for everyone. Yeah. And my success does not look the same as yours or yours. Mm -hmm. And that's important for everybody to know. So it's setting up and giving people the tools to become successful how they want to be successful now how is, they it, success. is it interactive or is it just in your field or, or how, what's no it's we're we're really going to make it general not okay. not because again i think there is a gap in people understanding 
soft skills. <laughs> you think? <laughs> Everybody is like, well, I could do this. So there are technical skills. Those are technical skills or things that are specific to your job. Duties. Right. Get it. But those soft skills, again, do you understand how to talk to people? Do you know how to manage and or lead people? Do you know how to coach people? Do you know how to um, write a proper email? Can you, know, you receive feedback? Can you re listen? I'm explaining <laughs> something to you. Without being that butthurt, right? People don't like feedback. They do not love no. feedback. People do not like feedback. I am, I am hungry for feedback. Yeah, I, I love feedback. Like, first thing I do when I have a new leader is I go in and I'm like, listen, I want you to understand something. <laughs> I like feedback. <laughs> don't play. I don't want to hear, well, I didn't know if I could tell you. Nah, we're not playing a game. Right. I need to know. And right. I tell my team the same thing. You know, I have people that report up to me. I tell them, look. If you feel like there's something I could be doing better, tell me. Mm -hmm. If there's something that as your leader I'm not providing to you, tell me so I can grow as a leader and I can help you grow in your position. Like, that's what it's about. You can't be scared somebody's going to take your job. If you ain't hiring people to take your job, how are you going to take your the boss's job? <laughs> right. You going to do your boss's job and your job? Right. Got to have growth. Who, who's doing that? Right. Who's doing that? <laughs> right. No, I want you to be able to take my job, please. Because if you could take my job, that shows my boss I'm ready to take his job mm -hmm. or her job. Yep. I need you to know that. Mm -hmm. I need you to know I'm coming for yours, just like they're coming for mine. <laughs> Let's be ready, everybody. Let's go. Let's be ready to transition, Hot however sauce. that happens. Hot sauce. I need you to be ready. I'm coming. <laughs> I love it. I'm coming. So um, you got anything to share right now? I mean, you guys have a, a the, the web address or um, IG or anything? Or how the, can they hit you up to find out? I mean, we have your... One of your social handles. Yes. So is that my the best way to do it. My other social handle is um it's on IG um and you can also find my LinkedIn page from there but um it's Ebony D Wilson um let me tell you I'm trying to find a social handle oh was it rough <laughs> listen yeah. it's a thing it is a thing. trying to find a web address it's a thing <laughs> it's a thing like we've been working on this for a minute it's like can I can I get this address like, nope, can I get this got, address can I get it. this nope. listen nope. our first one. Somebody didn't snatch it up. They not using it because, you know, yeah. we looked mm -hmm. for it. They not using it. They tell me they want 30K for it. Excuse me? Domain hounds. People Excuse sit me? On people sit on them. It's That's a, a thing. It's a thing. It's, it's a, a no. thing. So you finally no. got one. We got one. <laughs> we finally got one. Okay. So, um, but you hit me up on IG at um, Ebony D. Wilson. Um, so we're, we're looking to launch it in February. We were finally able to lock down um, the domain name. Okay. And now we're locking down all of our social media handles so we can get that set up and ready to go. But, but yeah, we're looking to um, to launch it in February. That's that's our that's goal nice. date. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, so. however we can support, like, when you get those. So we'll put all your stuff in the show notes right now. Uh, but once it launched, you know, we'll kind of do, like, a re re relaunch or a couple posts and things like that. Well, I definitely to, appreciate that. Just to let I? the people know. Because I think that's big. You gave us yeah. some nuggets. I feel like we should be running an offering right now. Listen. <laughs> right? Pa pass the plate. Yeah. This is my thing. I think it's important. Like, what you guys are doing, it, it, it's important. People need to hear these things. And they mm. need to hear it from not only people like Oprah, who I love, <laughs> Michelle Obama, who I love, Ellen DeGeneres. Like, you know, they, they drop nuggets all the time. Right. But sometimes you need to hear from people you know. Right. And you are giving a platform to people that people know. 
And so they can hear these things. They can relate to these things. They understand these stories. They know where people are coming from. You know, I'm not Oprah yet. <laughs> They're getting there. See, there I said is. yet, you know. Hey, like you said, Oprah, watch but, out. She's well, going for your job. That. Oprah, <laughs> come that you want to give me a show? Move, out, move <laughs> um, over, Gail. <laughs> look, look, just, hey, I'm coming. Um, but, you know, it, it's important to, to allow for people to hear these stories hear it from people that they can relate to mm -hmm. and know that it's a thing. Like people look at me and they look at where I am and they make assumptions and they make mm -hmm. assumptions a lot. I literally had somebody tell me, you don't understand how it, excuse you, never, like you, you, you never start a story with anybody with you don't know, because mm -hmm. unless you know that person's full and entire path and background, you I suggest know. those words not come out of your mouth because <laughs> you don't know what I've been through or what I've done. Right. Absolutely. Okay. When I'm on, when I'm at work, yes, I'm at work. I do my thing at work. I'm a boss at work. Yes, I am. That's what I do. You don't know how I got there. Mm -hmm. You don't know what I had to go through. Right. So don't make assumptions and tell me I don't understand where you're coming from, or I haven't been through what you've been right. through. You don't know what my path was. That's right. So don't there make assumptions. I love it. I love it. So, um, even though you've done it all through this show, okay, <laughs> uh, we do have another section. You know, maybe you could put in a little bow for us. Uh, we like to call it the assist or dropping Ooh. dimes, right? Ooh. Keeping it little sports analogies, but just something that you want to leave the people with as far as maybe your mantra for success or how others could get success. Okay. So a couple of things that I believe in and I always tell people to do. One, always expect the unexpected, okay? Never assume you know what's going to happen. You have to be prepared. So always expect the unexpected. Okay. Two, Never stop learning. Okay? I love that one. Never stop learning. And it doesn't matter what it is. It could be listening to podcasts like this. It could be reading books. It, it, it doesn't matter what it is. But you should never stop learning or growing in whatever it is that you enjoy or love. Right. You know. And, you know, the, the last thing I would say is make sure you know who's surrounding you. Mm. Okay. That team. You need to know who your team is. Mm-hmm. And that's really important. You need to support, you need to um, surround yourself by positive and supportive people. And if that's not what you have in your circle, you need to change your circle. Mm -hmm. Okay? <laughs> I have trades. to, uh, listen, mm -hmm. you need to make some trades. I love it. Okay? I love free, it. free agency on friends is open all year. <laughs> Stop playing. Free agency on friends. I love that. Okay? <laughs> the, the, look, we just started 2020. There's time to drop an ad. <laughs> right? It's Free time to drop. Open, huh? Look, Somebody's it's time going to drop an ad. <laughs> Listen, that's what it is. I, I, luck, luckily, I I, I, I've looked over my timeline, and you know, I have to say that everybody I see on my timeline, uh -huh. they doing things. Mm -hmm. I love it. Whether it's you know with their entrepreneurship and their their business, or whether it's at work, or whether it's personally with their family, people are doing things, and that's what I need to see. Yeah, that's what motivates me. That's what gets me going. That's what keeps me hungry. And I, you know, it should never be like, man, they doing this and I'm not there yet. It should be like, they doing this and I'm about to be there. there. Yep. there I'm going to get there. Yep. there you you inspire me to keep going. Yep. You inspire me to keep being better. Like, that's all I got on my timeline. Yes, Lord. I may not be there yet, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm getting there. There it is. I'm going to catch you. <laughs> yes, Lord. Don't sleep on it. Don't play. Yes, got Lord. She's coming it, for yeah. you. <laughs> all right. Well, we're coming up on time, but um, you're a quote buff. Man. You love those quotes. All day. All right. So all can day. you leave us 
either with something that's fitting for tonight mm. or your favorite quote. I'll mm. leave it up to you, but just give us. I'm we're going over, Ooh. but but just yeah, go ahead and if you got to look at the hold phone, on, let, hold, on. Up, like, just, hold on, just let me give us that. Let me. <laughs> it's not a Drake quote. Let, let, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. There, listen. There are so many out there that I think there's there's something to keep you motivated 365 days a year, oh, and it don't have to be the same one. There you go. I mean, you you see stuff, you hear stuff, and you're like, what? So oh. give us, so give us one. Okay, hold on, hold on. Let me hold on. Let me let me hold on. Let me get a good one. Yeah, no, I, I touched the nerve. You know, what I'm saying? listen. Let me about let me quotes, let me, right? Let me, get, let me get a good one. <laughs> women be shopping. Damn, <laughs> women be shopping. Look, I, I have I have a whole I have a whole um, no no sharing food in 2020. Listen, I don't share food. Or, uh, yep. There it is. Look, I don't. I don't share no, food. You should have ordered you. it if you wanted. Mm, right. You should have. Mm-hmm. I might give you a little taste, a nope, little taste, but not even maybe, maybe. <laughs> like I literally, for my IG, I have one that says I have one saved list that's attitudes to live by. I have another one that's quotes. I have another one that's boss life. Look, it's it's a thing. All right, let's hit us with one. All right, here we go. All right, this is a good one. Okay, let's get it. Don't be busy, be productive. And I think that's good. Boom. That works for today. There it is. Don't be busy, be productive. All right, I love that. All right, well, with that, man, we definitely want to thank our guest, Ms. Ebony Wilson. She really tore it up today. You know what I mean? She gave you that flavor. We'll definitely put those um, additional notes in our show notes. Um, And just want to thank the people for listening, man. I hope you enjoyed the show today. Hope you enjoyed the content that we bring. The content, excuse me, we bring here in Black on Sports. Follow us on all pro, all of our platforms: um, YouTube, IG, Twitter, and we're getting the Facebook up. And uh, you know, let us know what you think about the show, and just know we're rooting for everybody. Where's my drop? Oh, damn! Screaming! All us blacks got it sports and entertainment until we even. For everybody to black, yo, 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 look, look, sue me, I'm rooting for everybody that's black, smack bounty racks on handmade new rags, sue me, I'm rooting for everybody that's black, that's everybody from sports to college class to rap and back. <laughs>